Hello, and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, a very special edition. I'm happy to be joined over Skype by a very uh, lovely and talented woman, and I'm not just saying that because she's also a 49ers <laughs> fan, uh, Courtney Taylor. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, well, we'll go ahead and get started the way we always do. Um, speak to you as you as you are able, but what projects are you currently working on? Um, well, you actually caught me at a good time. There's a few things I can actually mention. So, uh, I just wrapped, we just recorded the last episode of season five for Cartoon Network's regular show. Um, so that was bittersweet to finish up the season. We are waiting to see if we will get a season six on that, but, um, it's one of my favorite projects to work on. So, um, we had our last session last week and some celebratory sushi it was great um and then uh, i have an episode um, on camera of criminal minds that i did that will be airing october 23rd um a small but juicy roll uh october 23rd i think it's 9 p.m eastern and pacific um what else what else is going on uh, for games, which I'm sure that's probably um, some a high point for some people that are listening, uh, I have a few that I'm working on that have solid NDAs that I can't talk about, but um, I am working on uh, Wildstar, Carbine's game, Wildstar, so uh, we're, we're, I think, putting some of the finishing touches. It's got to be coming out soon, but uh, I just worked with those guys a couple of weeks ago, and it was fantastic. They're amazing. Yeah, I keep hearing a lot of different uh, announcements from different actors talking about that game. So it, it sounds like it's shaping up very, uh, very nicely. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a cast of thousands, and I think you know a lot of your favorite actors will be. They got a, a great roster of people, and um, it just. I actually went down to the company headquarters and got a chance to tour around and see them. You know, actually making the game, which was amazing. And uh, it looks great. It looks fun. And the people that are working on it are incredibly talented. So it's definitely worth a peek. Check it out. I think they're beta testing it, you know, in certain places. I haven't had a chance to play it. I did see they were testing it at um, Comic-Con this year uh, at the Wildstar party. But I was I was doing signings and talking to people. So I didn't actually get a chance to go over and play. So oh. I'm <laughs> I, I will say, speaking of regular show, I, I do hope you guys get renewed. I'm I'm a fan of that show. It always startles me though because I've I've heard your voice in other works, and whenever I hear you as Starlet, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's a couple. We just wrapped something up that I <laughs> I was like, wait, where did this voice come from? And <laughs> looked over at me and she said, you brought it to the table. So it's uh. It's even funkier than Starla. Oh, wow. It's like, I brought this to the table? I think you probably directed me into this voice because I, yeah, it was challenging. But, um, yeah, I love that show. Everyone on it is incredible. And uh, I'm I'm really hoping for a sixth season because that's one of those jobs where I just sit there and, like, laugh to myself. (laughs) I'm sitting next to Mark Hamill. (laughs) And, you know, JG and Sam and... You know, Roger Craig Smith comes in, he sort of does some utility characters like I do, and and it's so much fun. (laughs) 
I just pinch myself every time I get to work with those guys. It seems like good work if you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the girls are great too. I'm, I haven't, uh, I've worked with Minty and, um, she's fantastic. And every time I walk in, there's somebody else, their guest cast is just every time I walk in, I'm like, ah, I bow down to you and to you and to you. I just, it's, I feel so lucky to be able to even show up every once in a while and get to play with those guys. Well, hopefully you'll you'll get the chance to continue to do that in the future. Um, one thing I always like to ask, because everyone has a, a different take on it, but what was it that attracted you to being an actress? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I actually, you know, I was one of those kids that wouldn't shut up, and people told me that I should, you know, everyone, I think was a nice way of saying, wow, your kid doesn't shut up. Um, but they'd be like, well, she's certainly the little actress, isn't she? And, um, I did some school plays when I was really young and my sister wanted to be an actress. Um, and she was older than I was and she started earlier than I did. And so she, uh, she informed me that I couldn't be an actress because she was going to be an actress. So I said, okay. And I, and I dropped, I dropped doing it for a long time um, and I actually didn't kind of get back into it until college. And at the time, you know, I had to take some elective courses and I was like, you know, I'll take an acting class. I mean, I've done this before. It'll be easy. And I had a really tough professor who really kicked my butt. And I remember thinking, oh, this is way more challenging. There's a lot more to this than just, you know, the Courtney show from when I was a little kid. <laughs> um, and so the challenge really like, I was like, hold on, like, what do you mean? I'm not going to get an A in this class. And, uh, and so that was what kind of like hooked me was the challenge of like seeing what else there was besides just, you know, the Courtney show. And, um, so I started taking classes and I, I started pretty late. You know, I waited until my sister decided that she wasn't going to be an actress. <laughs> and I kind of went full bore into it and was like, um, I went to ACT in San Francisco, took classes there. And uh, and then like the, the voiceover thing kind of came randomly because I actually, I had a, a speech teacher there, voice and speech teacher at ACT who uh, is an actress as well. And I, I had gone to audition for a, uh, a master's program in New York in acting and uh, the guy at the time I was teaching boxing classes a lot and I had some pretty gnarly vocal cord nodes that made for a good scratchy voice but maybe not so great for theater and so the gentleman in my audition said like I would never accept your application to our program unless you went to a doctor and dealt with your vocal cord nodes, your scratchy voice will never project. And he was really unkind actually. And I left sort of in tears and went back to ACT and said, this was my experience. This guy said, I have this terrible voice. And, um, my teacher was like, actually, I think you have a, a really interesting voice. You should look into, you know, voiceover. And, and I didn't even know what that was really. And, uh, so she sent me to a teacher you know, recommended me to someone and I, I went and I, it was kind of funny looking back on it. I had always 
been sort of in love with commercials. I was always singing commercial jingles and repeating lines from commercials. And I used to read out loud to my mom a lot. I, I loved reading and we would be stuck in San Francisco traffic and I would read to her. Um, and I took this class and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much of what I've been doing my whole life already. I didn't even know. And I was like, I would do this for free. <laughs> this is so much fun. And from there, it kind of just took off. I um, The teacher invited me to audition for something and I booked my first audition. I thought, this is a sign from the universe. <laughs> I've found my thing. And um, it kind of just went from there. I have to say I love this story because there's several layers to it. First, there is the sibling rivalry uh, <laughs> element to it. There is the uh, the almost competitive aspect to it where it's like, okay, there's a challenge. I'm going to, to take this challenge on and hone my craft. And then there's sort of the overcoming adversity towards the end, you know, where somebody <laughs> says, you're never going to make it, and then you do it. It's, it's really just, you know, almost ready to be turned into a, a, a documentary or, a, you know, <laughs> You know, TV special or something. It's it's really quite uh, extraordinary. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. I, I feel like, you know, I am one of those people, if you tell me that I can't do something, like graduate from high school, then I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to graduate with honors. You know, uh, I love a challenge. And I do look back on it and go, wow, you know, I'm so glad I didn't give up. You know, really the only person who told me that I couldn't do something that I paid attention to was my big sister. <laughs> And you know what? I feel like you got to kind of, you know, most people will be like, all right, cool. But, you know, everyone else who who said that, you know, it was also really helpful to have people who kind of gently turned me into the right direction as well. So that helped. It wasn't all just me. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's something that everyone should take to heart no matter what they want to do. Uh, so that's, that's incredible. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, actually, I am... Um, I happened to bump into that actress who told me to take a voiceover class uh, like about a month ago. And I just walked up to her and I gave her my card and I said, I owe you <laughs> nicest dinner. Thank you. You changed my life. And she was kind of like, what? I did it, you know. So um, we're going to meet up and hopefully have that dinner soon. And it's there's going to be some champagne. <laughs> well, you certainly deserve it. <laughs> she does. So let me ask, because this is sort of related to my next question, um, there, there seems to be a number of different people in this story. Who would you say, or maybe is it somebody outside of this, that has had the biggest impact on your career? Well, it's funny, you know, um, I feel like I've always like looked for someone to mentor me, and I think, you know, wow, that person just didn't show up. Um but really what it's been is I've had people sort of take legs of my life and kind of help me through a leg and then, you know, pass the Courtney baton on to someone else. <laughs> so in my mind, you know, I want like, you know, Oprah to come and <laughs> like go back in the Wayback Machine and, you know, when I was 15, have someone kind of scoop me up and and mentor me throughout my life. But it's been more piecemeal than that. But um. I definitely have had, uh, after the actress kind of took me and sent me over to this class, from there, um, I did decide at one point in a 
moment of insanity, I was like, I'm just going to move to Los Angeles and see, I want to do, I want to do more voiceover. Um, and when I got here, uh, I had someone get, got me a, an appointment with an agent and I really had no idea at the time coming from San Francisco that, you know, being, I knew you had to be union, but I knew I also wanted to do this. And so this person set up an appointment with me and, um, at an agency and the woman who ran the agency took me on as a non-union client, which is pretty unheard of. It's, it's really hard to kind of, um, get signed at, you know, non-union. And she brought me in, auditioned me and signed me and really started my career. Again, another woman coming in and giving me this nice push um, where she kind of sent me out on everything. And I remember booking my first, my first job and, and looking over at the people that were auditioning me um, and, and saying like, you know, I had come in for, I think I had done like a demo or something. And then I come in and they, they said, yeah, we're going to move forward with you. And I was like, do I have to be union? And I remember them looking at me and being like, what? <laughs> You're union? And, you know, and calling. And, um, so I had to, I was so broke. I had to like go down to the, um, to the agent, to, to SAG and give the, or to after and give them my credit card and just say, you have to charge this. I don't have enough money to join. And, um, and so she really started off and kind of crafted my career for like the first 10 years. She was amazingly kind to me and, and also introduced me to, um, a director who I still work with now who has given me my first shot on almost every kind of voiceover. She gave me, um, my first video game job. Uh, <laughs> she gave me, um, let's see, she gave me my first motion capture job. She gave me my first animated. She gave me my first, she gave me my first regular animation gig. So, um, she also, these two women, you know, since I've moved here have been really incredible. So I hope that they're, it's looking back, actually, this question um, makes me realize that I have sort of had these, these great women kind of giving me little nudges throughout my career. So I'm very grateful to all of them. Oh, excellent. Um, for a long winded answer. <laughs> that's, you know what, that's perfectly okay, because that, I want to give, you know, basically a forum for people to get to know you because a lot of people ask about, you know, Resident Evil or regular show or this and that and the other, you know, wherever their their favorite work is. I want people to sort of have the opportunity to get to know who you are and how you got to be where you are instead of just asking all these technical questions and, you know, questions about certain franchises and stuff that, you know, really you can you can look into for yourself. This is a lot more interesting as far as I'm concerned. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, in that vein, let me ask, and you don't have to get any, you know, any more personal than you wish, but uh, what are some of the interests that you have outside of acting? Uh, let's see. Well, I just came from a spin class. I am a big fan of exercise. Um, I actually did a movie last year with a woman who was 80 somewhere in her eighties. I'm not going to guess. Um, and she still works quite a bit. And we were talking about longevity and she said, you know, I just try and do something every day 
I try and move and stretch while I'm doing the dishes. And she said, I've, you know, I book so much work at my age because I'm literally one of the only people in my age group who can like run. Or I think she did like a Pizza Hut commercial, I think, where she was in the trunk of a car. <laughs> she, said she, she literally, she beat out like everyone there because no one could have gotten into the the trunk of this car and gotten back out again without like breaking a hip. And so, um, she, you know, really inspired me. I'm already a a big exercise person, but thinking about that, you know, just trying to move, I don't, I'm not religious about doing things, but I, I do try and do a little something every day, even if it means just taking my dogs for a long walk. Um, or then, you know, taking, I take a lot of dance classes. I'm really hot on, (laughs) on ballroom dancing right now. Um, so I'm, uh, <laughs> taking a lot of ballroom dancing lessons with a couple of friends of mine and I do a pretty mean tango if I do say so myself. Um, so that's sort of my favorite out of that, you know, the, I don't know, the 10 that they teach us. There's a lot. I'm not a big fan of the waltz, but <laughs> tango is my jam. And then, um, and I love traveling, um, I'm planning a trip to Colombia right now to see a friend of mine who is on a popular television show down there. And uh, let's see, I I guess my last big trip I went to, I went to Egypt right after the Arab Spring. That was my last crazy trip. Um, <laughs> so um, I really love that. I love going and seeing other cultures and, you know, seeing other parts of the world. And I'm also excited to start traveling more in the United States because I haven't actually had a chance to get, I know the coasts pretty well in Texas because I spent a lot of time there growing up. Um, but like I haven't been to Washington DC and that is ridiculous. So I'm planning a trip, uh, there next year as well. That can be an adventure. I'll I'll tell you from personal experience, but it's a it's an interesting place to be. There's a lot of things to see there. I'm pretty. One of my friends is uh he's he's getting transferred back there for work. He's in the Secret Service, so I will be going to visit him, and um and he always makes things. It's 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 really interesting going <laughs> to the Secret Service. <laughs> I can imagine it would be. Yeah, we went out for dinner, and I. Uh, we went to a, a bar afterwards and I forgot my ID and you know, they're pretty hardcore in Los Angeles about you need to have to scan your ID before they let you in and watching the huge bouncer's face when <laughs> my friend pulled out his secret service card and said, you know, I can vouch that she's of age. They were like, absolutely. Let's <laughs> <People were laughs> the top of the stairs. It was nice. I, you know, I think everyone needs to have at least friend, one friend in the Secret Service just for those type of situations. It's so great. <laughs> really, there are some major perks. Uh, and uh, you mentioned being into spin. I'm not familiar with that. What what type of exercise is that? It's a stationary biking class. I okay. used to run a boxing gym in San Francisco, and we we started integrating other classes after a while. Um, when the boxing and kickboxing got very popular, we, we added new classes to our schedule. And I, um, one of them was spin class and it's, it's kind of a great, like short, high cardio, high intensity cardio class. 
um, that's nice. It, it definitely, uh, it's literally, you sit on a, a stationary bike and a, an instructor leads you through the whole thing, but it's great cause it gives you really wonderful cardio. And if you do anything else like outside of that class, um, you know, snowboarding, skiing, running, anything like that. It's a really great building block for, you know, if you do any kind of road cycling and stuff. Um, it just assists in almost everything you do. And I do snowboard um, and, you know, do some other sports. So I find that it it gives me a really good base. And even if you're just, you know, running for the bus, <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have some good cardio. So um, that, that class allows you to kind of play with your heart rate training, uh, you know, work on endurance. So I like it because, uh, it, it definitely helps in almost everything, dance, everything. Well, I've learned something new today. Thank you for that. I know you should give it a try. Go easy and bring cycling shorts class, but, um, there's lots, it's very popular in gyms all over the country now. It was pretty new when we started doing it. And, um, I just, I've just always done it. I'm not sure that would look very flattering in bicycle shorts, but it does sound appealing. I may have to give it a try. Nobody looks flattering. <laughs> it, it, it is not flattering for anyone. I talk to people all the time about spin in, in class and stuff, and I'm always like, you know, go just have your butt look big for an hour because you'll be way more comfortable. And, uh,. <laughs> It's it beats the hell out of doing it in surf shorts. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. You're just gonna have to deal with this for an hour. Yeah. My apologies in advance. Exactly. Well, as as listeners of uh, this podcast will know, I'm sort of uh, unique amongst a lot of gamers. Not all gamers, but uh, where I'm very much into video games, very much into anime, but I'm also very much into sports. So a lot of times I will make references to sports that are completely lost on my fellow host of, of this podcast on a regular basis. So I am extremely excited about the prospect of what I will ask you next. Um, as a fellow fan of the greatest uh, professional sports franchise in history, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, what have been your thoughts on the season so far? Woohoo! <laughs> um, you know, I feel like this is... I feel like we had a, a little bit of a rough start, but I think the way that the season was stacked, it was, you know, we, we faced some pretty tough teams the first, you know, five games. And I think the schedule is going to ease up a little bit um, the next couple of games. I know I'm not a, I'm not a football aficionado at all. First of all, let me just say <laughs> I am, I am a 49ers fan. So, I know more about the 49ers than I do about football in general, just because I like my boys and, you know, I like, uh, I like watching them, but I, I don't have enough time to watch, you know, all the other teams. So if you start asking me about, you know, what do I think about, you know, the jets or whatever I have, a I have, you know, some opinions, but, um, I'm by no means a football aficionado. I do feel like, um, I feel really good about the Cardinals game. I feel like we have some key guys that have been out. I think that the beginning of the season, you know, we did have some key people out and that was really hard. Um, last season, I felt like Kaepernick really got, you know, he had this groove, this amazing groove with a lot of these guys, Crabtree and Manningham that, that just haven't been playing. 
And so he's had to kind of reposition himself. Um, and, you know, those guys are coming back in. Michael James, I believe, is back in. And, uh, you know, they're using Gore. Hello? Oh, I think we have a connection problem here. Okay, we. I, I think we lost you there for a second. Um, Am I overwhelming? <laughs> <laughs> that that must be. It's too powerful for Skype to control. Oh no! What happened? Um, well, what it was was that we got disconnected for just a moment um, while you were um, talking about. I think you had mentioned Frank Gore, and that was the last thing uh, that happened before it dropped. But that's okay. that's okay. We can work with that. Sure. Well, I think that. Uh... They they are using Frank Gore more um, the last couple of games, which is good. They've got you know some key players coming back. I'm heartbroken about Alden Smith, but I hope that you know he he gets the help that he needs. Um, I know that uh, Justin Smith is I think he's on the like limited participation list for right now, but I think he's gonna he's he'll be playing on on. Uh, playing the Cardinals. So I'm excited about that. You know, I think he's terrific. And I think that we'll see, we'll see the next couple of games. I think the Niners will really pour it on and, and we'll see them kind of come back to what they were doing last year. Yeah. What I, do you think? <laughs> I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head um, because, you know, with Crabtree out, uh, on on the physically unable to play list, along with Manningham, um, it's you know a lot of people tend to gloss over um, some of the the team's receiving problems because they do have Anquan Bolden and uh, Vernon Davis was was out for that game against the Colts, which was just right. absolutely brutal. But right. he's he's playing now and should hopefully you know uh, work his way back into shape. But um, you know, the, the dirty little secret about the 49ers in the Jim Harbaugh era is that their wide receivers have always been pretty brutal. Yeah. And, um, I, I think when hopefully Manningham can come back and stay healthy, which has been a problem yeah. for him. And especially when Crabtree gets back, I think it will be a very different team. And I think it's been almost comical to hear some people criticizing, uh, Colin Kaepernick through these first uh, five weeks of the season for not playing well. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he does have Bolden, he does have Davis, but Bolden is not a breakaway receiver. He he is not really a, a, a true number one receiver. He's more like a high-end number two. Right. And uh, he just got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's something to be said for chemistry. And, you know, I mean, I was a little, like... I had a little raised eyebrow about him, you know, cause I always take it personally. <laughs> I still, you know, there's like when somebody comes from one of our opposing teams, I'm always like, Hmm, all right, dude, let's see. Right. You do. You better pledge allegiance to the Niners. fully. <laughs> Rinse off whatever tattoos or allegiances you had to anybody else. Um, and of course they do, but you know, that's just my weirdness about it, but right. it does take time, you know, like people, People expect a lot. You know, this is only this is only Kaepernick's third season. We've got league wide these amazing young quarterbacks. I mean, we've got some 
incredible, like sort of this new wave of of young quarterbacks. And the expectations are incredibly high because the performance levels league-wide are are pretty amazing. And so I feel like uh, – I feel like – you know what were you doing when you were twenty five? <laughs> right. It, cer- it certainly wasn't any of this. I can assure you of that. Yeah, I mean, I tend to take a softer, gooier approach to football, especially for my own team. But I look at these guys and like the amount of pressure they're under. These young guys, and you know, they're they're crushing it. And some games you crumble, and some games you just don't have the chemistry. And there's, you know, it's been a real shifting pattern for the Niners. And, you know, I think they're going to hit their groove. I hope that these guys come back that, you know, we – that did so well last season. And, you know, it it gives a little time to breathe. I I think we we still were in it, and I'm still really excited about the rest of the season. I feel like they turned a corner, um, you know, last week. That was that was my Niners plan last week. Yeah, that that was just, and I, I don't know if it's so much the Niners as it was Matt Schaub in that game, but it was it was certainly a piece of work there. Um, they yeah. got they got the lead and they just shut them down after that. They they didn't even need to throw the ball after that. But. <laughs> and I feel like you know uh, it's hilarious because on Twitter I always I always feel like am I am I talking too much about football? <laughs> I feel like if somebody actually you know, comes and finds me on Twitter. They're just like, this girl is, you know, most people kind of talk about work or whatever. And I'm always throwing in some football stuff and some, you know, work stuff and some fashion or exercise stuff. But I mean, I love all of these things. And I think it makes for a much more interesting conversation when you, it's not just about work, you know, that there's other things that you love. So if you get tired of hearing me talk about the 49ers on Twitter, just say, <laughs> too much football because I know I got like too much Laker talk. Uh, Whatever, I'm like everybody's tweeting the game. Stop. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll be cheering for the Niners the rest of the season. Um, really quickly, um, before we let you go, um, I know you said that there were um, some charities that you've worked with in the past. Um, what are what are those in case anybody wants to to contribute? Um, I'm very excited that I had the opportunity to actually finance a well through Charity Water, which is an amazing um, organization that uh, utilizes, you know, they, I I think my well is in Ethiopia, but they utilize the locals and teach them how to maintain these wells that they put in. So I love that because I think that, you know, water is a huge, um, if you can give clean water to people, it really elevates the rest of their life and allows them to go and do other things besides go and get water all day long. So I love that charity. Um, I'm, I'm always excited about Kiva.org, which is a, a micro lending site. Um, you can do loans for $25 and they're worldwide. You can pick what kind of industry you want to loan your money in. You can pick men or women. Um, what part of the world your money is going to go to? It's got a, a great transparent, easy to read transparency about where your money's going. What are the chances of defaulting on these loans? And the great thing is, is like you get the money repaid, and then you either, you know, I just have like I think a rotating like two hundred dollars that I just keep relending and relending. 
um, to people and they've, they've started to do more loans in the U S which I think is great to support. I try and support people in the United States, you know, maybe a loan in Afghanistan that might be a little bit more risky, but I want to support people that are actually trying to, you know, rebuild their country. Um, and then, you know, I might pick a, you know, a woman in South America. Um, it's just, it's fun. You can sit with your kids or, you know, I sat with my nephews and taught them how to use the website so they can kind of track where their money goes. And then, it, and, you know, it comes back to you and you can just continue to do it. I think I'm up to like 38 loans or something. And I will just, it's really one of my favorites. And then as far as animals go, I'm a big supporter of uh, Best Friends Animal Rescue. But really, almost any animal rescue is cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to uh, put the links for those organizations uh, on the website there. That way, if people are so inclined, they can uh, go ahead and donate and uh, start handing out loans. Absolutely. And the great thing with Kiva is that once you become a, um, a Kiva donor, they, I don't know if they do it all the time, but fairly regularly, if you refer people, um, they'll give a free loan to the new person and they'll also give you a loan for the referral. So you can actually oftentimes sort of double double your money by um, doing these referrals. And I find that people get really excited too. It's, it's very um, catching to be able to see. It's not just, you know, let me put a check in the mail. You get to kind of follow along online and you'll get updates if you sign up for them and stuff. So um, if you have any questions about that kind of stuff too, I'm always, I'm always on Twitter at at Courtney Taylor, um, and I'm happy to talk charities or sports or games or whatever. All right. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure. And uh, to everybody else, thank you for listening. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you on Twitter. <laughs>